You are listening to the Perihelion Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Rapo Podcast, presented by the Center of Research Excellence in Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoting and Perihelion Creations. We hope that you enjoyed the episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Michael McGrady, and I am a journalist from the United States working with the Center of Research Excellence for Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking in Auckland, New Zealand. I am here with Dr. Marilyn Glover, the center's director. Hi. And we're joined with a very special guest from Australia, uh, consumer vaping activist, Bruni Saint. G'day. How's it all going? Marilyn, do you think you could maybe describe uh, how you met Bruni first and, you know, maybe kind of give us an introduction leading into this special episode and, you know, we can start getting really in-depth. Sure. Thank you, Michael, and thank you, Bruni, for joining us. It's uh, really great to catch up with you, Bruni. It's been quite a long time. So just to give you some background, Michael, I first met Bruni um, on Twitter, actually. His handle is I am Bruni, B-R-O-O-N-Y. Bruni is very prolific on Twitter and Facebook and this was about over five years ago. So vaping was very new here in New Zealand. Bruni's been, you know, active and persistently advocating for vaping, I think a lot longer than even I have. I was really, really keen to learn from vapors everything I possibly could and they were so rare here in New Zealand. Yeah, you know, I would see someone vaping down the street and race after them and and introduce myself and say, you know, oh, I'm just really interested to find out about why you're vaping and how you found it. And, uh, you know, it's really funny thinking back now. Uh, but I was going across to a conference in Brisbane and um, I messaged Bruni. I knew he was in Brisbane from the tweets and everything. And I said, oh, hey, I'm coming over. You know, can I meet up with you? I'd really love to learn about uh, how you came to vaping. And <laughs> I got there and, uh, you know, so we, we were trying to figure out where to meet. I ended up catching a train out to where Bruni was living and going and meeting him in his home. And he was so generous to meet with me. And, and I'm really grateful to all of the vapors I spent many, many hours talking with and learning about why, why they've switched to vaping, how fantastic it's been for them. And, and yeah, so I haven't really caught up with you, Bruni, since then. I'm really interested to hear how you're doing today. And apparently you've moved. Yes, I've moved all the way out to Cleveland, um, south by the bay, which is a very nice spot. A lovely little town or now a suburb. Where you're living now, because you were kind of a bit more central before, still a train trip, but so where you are now is that sort of outskirts of Brisbane and are there vape shops out there that you can get your supplies from? There is a vape shop that's just opened up here in the last uh, oh, eight months or so. So it's been great going there and having a talk to them about what's going on. They're sort of quite active as well, which is nice uh, to see because uh, unfortunately mm. there seems to be so many vape shops that aren't getting involved. They aren't standing up and, you know, speaking to the to the politicians of the areas. So, Michael, um, 
I saw you just wrote an article about what just happened in Australia, and that's why I really wanted to catch up with you, Bruni. We were just, you know, shocked. Michael, do you want to just give us a little bit of a brief on um, your what we saw happen in Australia with this proposal to ban the import of nicotine for personal yeah. use? So, as uh, Marilla pointed out, I authored a column for The Spectator Australia. The nature of the column was discussing how Health Minister Greg Hunt of the Australian Department of Health uh, basically backpedaled on a importation ban that he and the uh, director uh, secretariat were working on to um, pretty much ban the importation of liquid nicotine or nicotine that is used for vaporizing uh, products like through a vaporizer or a certain type of END product, which is an elective electronic nicotine delivery system. Uh, and, you know, this would essentially mean the the end of vaping, as we know it in Australia, very steep penalties for people who are caught with it, uh, building already to the incongruent state of policy there. And, uh, you know, just uh, it pretty much further demonizes vaping and people who vape and use nicotine as a vaporizer uh, through a vaporizer aerosol or anything like that as it means to quit smoking. Uh, as second-class citizens, I feel like it's a human rights violation. It's very, very, very unfortunate because Australia's got a great track record with uh, promoting public health, uh, very active in tobacco control. Uh, but, you know, they are – it seems like they're going down a, a, a path of zealotry. Uh, Bruni, uh, you know, am I dead on? Like, uh, you're in Australia, so, you know, I, I think that uh, if you could tell us a little more about, you know, what's the sentiment on the ground – you are dead on, Michael. Um, Australia has been very good with health in relations to mental health issues, to just low income, all those sort of areas. But unfortunately, Greg Hunt has just got uh, very stubborn over this and he was very sneaky on how he tried to bring in the span. Well, luckily, there was 28 of his own party that actually started the petition that over 70,000 people um, signed, which I found quite surprising considering that a lot of people are scared to put their name to anything because of fear that um, they'll be raided and have their nicotine supplies removed. Oh, my gosh, that's that's severe. I mean, to be afraid to sign a petition. Um, the Can you, you tell me about the... I want to know how you felt when you heard about this uh, because do you buy online from overseas or do you get everything locally, That all your vaping e-liquids? Um, I buy online. I do try and buy supplies from the local vape shop because I believe in supporting local business. Yeah, I, I've been smoking since I was six years old, so it's – very hard to give up. I've tried many times since my 20s. I do buy over on overseas. So it did cause a lot of panic and fear for, for myself and a lot of other people with anxiety problems or other health issues. Vaping has helped improve our health. It's, it's um, myself, my blood pressure has dropped and I'm on four different blood pressure tablets because I, doctors couldn't get my blood pressure down. So to have to go back to smoking was not a very uh, pleasant thought. 
I can't imagine the panic and fear. That law changed and it was going to come in really, really quickly too and not not give people time. So what happened here is that the manufacturers of vape e-liquids in New Zealand and suppliers, they were inundated with orders from Australia and basically their shelves were stripped bare and uh, really huge phenomenon. And I know from you know, many years ago talking with Donna and other uh, vapors in Australia, she used to call it vapageddon and preparing for vapageddon that, um, you know, what people did because it was always on the cards with the very vicious um, tobacco control sector there who just have no compassion and, you know, so prohibition focused they're going to, you know, they just would not, they do not want to allow anybody to have access to a safer alternative. You're just supposed to quit, you know. And so she and others were buying 100 milliliter bottles of of straight nicotine and storing it in their freezers for exactly this situation. I mean, that's five years ago uh, they were afraid of this happening. So to actually hear it announced and I was like, oh, it just should not be a situation people are pushed into to – to have to start thinking about going to the black market, to have to be stockpiling nicotine in your house, in your freezer, to see you through so you don't have to go back to smoking. Just incredible, Bruni. It is incredible. Um, the problem also is that you can only buy three months at a time. So that would have made a lot of people panic. So we really need to fight this. We can go on and on about Australia, especially you know, the incongruency with state law to federal law, the fact that the Therapeutic Goods Administration in Australia treats uh, nicotine uh, for recreational use, especially liquid nicotine, as an industrial poison under the poisons rule. And then in addition to that, um, you have this conflicted uh, discussion, uh, this arena of discussion. You know, I think the most recent public health entity, public health group, uh, was the uh, Royal uh, Australian College of General Practitioners. Uh, they recognized the vaping as a, uh, as a harm reduction method. Oh, there is sentiment in the country, from my understanding, Bernie, but why aren't we seeing this, uh, you know, this interest even more among physicians like there are in the United Kingdom? Seriously, I think a lot of it is because of the lies that have been told about nicotine and about not so much nicotine but about e-liquid. There are some areas which need regulation and it's getting it to be accepted and the physicians just same thing. It's because of the lies, because of the um, people like who have been putting out a lot of misinformation that the physicians have I do recall seeing an article of a a local tobacco control person saying, look, what's the problem? You know, you, you can go to your doctor and you can get a, a prescription for it. But then, of course, we saw uh, Colin Mendelson, and he's doing fantastic sort of work trying to uh, address the misinformation 
that is being put out there to the media to manipulate politicians uh, into banning and stopping vaping. And apparently, Bruni, very few general practitioners and and uh, doctors in Australia will prescribe nicotine. Well, currently there's nine doctors throughout the whole of Australia. So that is nowhere near enough to help. Nine. Nine. Doctors. Nine. Nine, doctors. nine. That's correct. Nine. And also with the regulations that Greg Hunt wanted to bring in, doctors weren't going to take it on because they are the ones that were supposed to supply the nicotine. They're the ones that had to get a licence basically from the um, TGA to be able to supply the nicotine. Oh, so they have to actually become importers. Correct. Oh, yes. This is, you know, this is the corruption we're seeing. And, um, you know, and it's just shocking for me as a professor of public health to, to see what people in public health are doing and that this level of corruption, the, the trickiness, as you said, of, you know, well, we can pass this law and it will look all right. So politicians will all vote for it. But actually, as you're pointing out, it's not all right. Uh, And the amount of bureaucracy and red tape that would be involved, it's basically prohibition. I also wanted to ask, and you don't have to talk about this and we can cut it out if you you want to, but when I met you, you, um, uh, you know, getting around wasn't, as easy um, for you as, you know, like um, other people who run marathons all the time. And I'm wondering, you know, it's five years on, how, how is your health and your, you know, ability to move around and get out and about? Uh, yes, when, you, when we met, um, I was using a, a walker. I actually only just recently moved on to one of those, <coughs> excuse me, walking frames. Uh, from crutches because my shoulder was starting to go, I'm now in a wheelchair. So it's deteriorated a little bit more that way. And that's where, you know, nicotine, where a lot of people don't realise, does have its benefits towards mental health where um, it acts as an antidepressant in some ways when we're using it. And it's helped in in many ways with the sort of like um, just – getting through day to day and as you said there's so many lies being told because with smoking and since vaping started there has been so much information coming out about nicotine itself that now it's being tested for medical you know for actual medicines in a sense well for example a child of four years old they tried many different medications to stop her seizures and it was nicotine I don't recall any discussions about the effect of these policies on people who are disabled or in a wheelchair or can't get around. I mean, if you uh, the only way you can get nicotine is to go to a doctor, then you you know it's all based on people who are able and have got money and can afford to like catch the train or drive or, or go see the doctor, and then no doubt as you as you probably suspect, they'll limit it. Like at the moment, as you say, you can only import three months' supply uh, of the products. And I know it's been an ongoing issue of you never know whether it's actually going to arrive or if customs are going to 
take it at the border. But I really think that people who lower socioeconomic, people with mental health illnesses and disorders, and and people who who are disabled and can't get around as easily. The interesting aspect of this ban, if uh, you know, if uh, I'm just going to go in really quick, uh, it was supposed to go on, in effect on July 1st. Um, it was completely held off on uh, just days before. And then the delays for six months to January 1st. Uh, however, from my experience in the United States and my experience in public health policy, so um, you look at uh, th- how this type of situation advances um, through the lawmaking process. TGA will be implementing regulations slowly uh, over the next six months that will s- essentially advance the ban on January 1st to make it even harder than normal. Uh, and that will most certainly harm people um, along the lines of uh, you know, lower income, people who are at risk. Yes, the problem is it's going to... It's going to turn into, into no different than marijuana to, to all sorts of drugs. There's going to be drug suppliers that will be supplying the nicotine. And so we're going to get um, good old-fashioned bath gin-type e-liquids being made, which very dangerous, very unorganised and highly expensive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you've got a really huge black market in tobacco in Australia. Share your concerns, Bruni, that um, this will this will trigger and add this a black market in nicotine liquids. You, nobody should be forced to have to go to the black market just so you can stop smoking. This is madness, and it's unacceptable. I really want to thank you, Bruni, for joining us today and and you know letting us know what it's like for a vapor in Australia and what you're up against, and also that whole problem of people not getting involved, vape shops not getting active. Uh, good on you, Bruni, for everything that you do and try to. Um, do all of your advocacy and your awareness raising that you're doing. Keep going, and you know, we'll around the world, the harm reduction community. We're trying to help in any way we can. Oh, thank you both. Thank you very much for inviting me to to be a participant in this show. Um, just what you were saying before. If I can just say one more thing. I see it more that we're being bullied by the uh, anti-tobacco, anti-nicotine lobby. And the only way to stand up to a bully is to stand up as a group. One person standing up against a bully will most likely be hurt. But if everybody stands up to that bully, then the bully is more likely to back down. Thank you again, people. Uh, Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Bernie Saints, uh, Dr. Marla Glover, uh, Michael McGrady. Thank you again for listening to this episode of uh, the Rapo Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Raw Pell Podcast. It is directed by Michael McGrady, produced with Perihelion Creations in association with the Center of Research Excellence in Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking. The main subject is Dr. Marowa Glover and her staff of the center and her work in tobacco harm reduction. 
For this episode, we also want to say thank you to Bruni Saint for being featured on our discussion about the Australia Vaping Importation Ban. If you want to learn more about the Center of Research Excellence in Indigenous Sovereignty and Smoking, please visit coreiss.com. Again, coreiss.com.